I'm Phil Hopton. And I'm Ollie Cadell. And you're listening to the Practice Evolution podcast brought to you by Waters Kluwer Tax and Accounting UK. In this podcast series, we talk to industry leaders, influencers, fellow accountants and technology experts to address key issues impacting you, the accountant, as you continue to evolve your practice and adapt to the ever-changing needs of both your teams and your clients. This episode is part of a series of episodes we recorded live at Accountex 2023 as part of our Practice Evolution Theatre. Across the two days, we spoke to a host of amazing guests around a wide range of interesting and challenging topics. So, Ollie, what is this episode about? Our next episode is another special with Amanda C. Watts, expert in marketing for accountants. She did two sessions with us at Accountex, as you may remember if you've listened to our first one, which was with me. This time, Phil gets to speak to her on the theme of stop marketing, start talking. And once again, remember this episode was recorded live, so there will be more background noise than usual. Uh, Maybe the odd reference to things happening live at the time. Uh, So over to my chat with Amanda C. Watts. Uh, I'm joined, uh, so my name's Phil Hobden. I'm head of digital for Walters Kluwer UK. Uh, Also, I co-host the Practice Evolution podcast, which is the theme of our stand, of our theatre this year, uh, with my colleague, Ollie. And I'm very happy to welcome Amanda Watts back to our stand. Amanda joined us previously this morning for a session. It was hosted by my colleague, Ollie. Um, I uh, had to go and grab some food during that session, so I literally have no idea what you spoke about. So hopefully we can keep this nice and fresh because I'm definitely not going to ask the same questions. But we're going to talk about we're going to talk about stop stopping marketing and start talking. Yeah. But you're a, you're a marketeer. Yeah. You want people to stop marketing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Let's go then. Let's okay. find out. Right. Okay. <laughs> so. The biggest problem when I speak to accountants and bookkeepers and say, hey, you need to do marketing, fear comes up, doesn't it? Like, who here goes, I'm not doing marketing, I'm an accountant, I'm a technician, I'm really good at accounts, why would I want to do marketing? And I totally and 100% get that, because as a marketer, if you were to say to me, stop marketing and do accounts, I'd be like, "Uh, no, I'm not an accountant, I'm going to employ someone to do my accounting. However... The problem is with marketing is that you actually need to weave your personality into it. And I would like to talk to you today about, let's stop talking about marketing, because marketing is kind of like a profession, it's a thing that you have to be really, really skilled at. And let's start having conversations with people, partners, clients, prospects, start having conversations and forget about all of this marketing malarkey and just start helping people. That's that's basically what I would like to get across today. I think that's a really interesting approach because you're right. Like the word yep. just scares people. Yep. I I talk a lot at work around using social media. Yep. And you say to someone, I want you to use social media, and they go, I don't want to use social media. Mm-hmm. Social media is scary. Mm-hmm. But then you say, actually, what I want you to do is share something cool that you've done in the day and tell someone a little story about it. Yeah. Whether it's work or not work, by the way. Yep. And people are like, oh, that that that's a bit easier that one. Yeah, 100%. And um, I have the saying, which is, when you are clear, it takes away the fear. And marketing sounds like you have to study it for 10 years to become qualified, yeah? It's, it's that kind of thing. So what we need to do is actually focus on who is it that needs help and show up and help them and start talking with them, to them, listening, get them to start talking to you, and then forget about the word marketing, just 
do stuff. It's like, take, take action, take tiny, tiny action. And the more action you take, the clearer you're going to become. And then you're going to be able to take more and more action and it will snowball. Interesting point about doing a little bit yep. here and there. So yep. I, with, with my team, I, I, and outside of, of my team, I do a lot of talks around leadership and what it means to be a good leader. And one of the things, or in fact, one of the talks I do is about the lessons I've learned being a sales leader. And yep. one of them is about the power of incremental gains. Yes. So, for example, if I was to try and climb Everest tomorrow, yep. I probably wouldn't even be fit enough to get on the plane. I agree. Uh, thank <laughs> you. Harsh but fair, Amanda. Thank you. Um, so my way to get to doing that would be to train a little bit, to improve yeah. every single day. And I'd like, and I was talking about like 1%. Yeah, 1%, 1 more yep. every day. 1% more every day actually equals 3,800% by the end of a year. That's stunning, right? And that's yeah. just 1%. 1% every day equals 3,800% by the end of a year. So it's not like, oh, I've got to do a little bit every day and I'm going to get a little bit better. By the end of the year, you're flying, absolutely flying, because you're trying something new, you're doing something, you're just showing up, you're starting to have conversations with people. You don't have to be a qualified marketer. You, you run an accounting practice. It's your responsibility to show up and get the good clients. But at the end of the day, stop marketing and start talking with people, have conversations. And here's an interesting question for you. Whose job is marketing because again i can only talk for my world right i'm not an accountant and i have never professed to being an accountant um but in a software business it's, yeah everyone's like well it's marketing marketing do marketing yeah and i'm like no everyone does marketing yep. everyone is responsible for the promotion of our brand and our business yeah so i say that it's 25 percent of marketing should be done by the practice owner 25 percent Another 25% should be done by your team, supporting the practice owner or the marketing department. 25% by your clients, which might be surprising. Your clients can do your marketing for you. And 25% by your partners. So earlier I was talking to Oliver about how actually the, the relationship that I have with Waters Kluwer, they have done this week 25% of my Accountex marketing for me. Hey, Amanda's gonna be on the stand. Hey, Amanda's doing this. Hey, Amanda's doing that. I've done the same for them. Hey, I'm really looking forward to going to Accountex and I'm gonna be on the Waters Clues stand doing this and doing that. And 25% of their, their content has been somebody else doing it that's a partner. So you've got you as the practice owner, you've got your team, you've got partnerships, and you've got clients. Now, it's no longer just your responsibility. So now your life becomes easier because you've only got to show up 1% better than you did yesterday and actually, only 25% of the responsibility is yours. So now it becomes slightly easier. I love that idea. I, see, I, I hadn't even thought about the fact we were doing 25% of your accountants marketing for you, yeah, but you were doing that, the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's great. Yeah, it takes the pressure off. Like, I, I can't wake up in the morning and post 20 times on LinkedIn. The lot of you would unfollow me. You would absolutely hate me if I posted 20 times a day on LinkedIn. But if Phil posts and Oliver posts and I post and one of my clients says, I can't wait to see Amanda at Accountix, all of a sudden there's 20 posts out there, but I've only had to do one post. And okay? actually, the, the, even, the, even if you did do 20 posts a day, the LinkedIn yeah. algorithm 
would suppress yeah. 18 of those posts. Exactly. Because it doesn't like people posting consecutively yeah. on the same day. So it would go, actually, no, we don't want people to see this stuff. So it'd be yeah. actually less effective. Yeah, absolutely. And then if you add in, so that's organic marketing. If you then add in paid for marketing, where you take the one post that you've done 1% more than you did yesterday and 25% of what all of your marketing is, if you take that one post and amplify it through paid advertising, so through Facebook or through Google Ads or through YouTube, all of a sudden, you're not having to show up every single day. You actually take that one piece of content and it does the work for you for three months. It's really, it's really about leveraging your marketing rather than having to do so much and it being your responsibility as a practice owner, because that just sounds exhausting and horrible and you don't want to do it. That's... And I guess that, that's interesting, right? Because I think there is probably a misperception about what marketing even is, yeah. right? Like the difference between paid marketing, organic marketing, yep. personal marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for you, what do you, what, what mix of marketing for a practice should be organic, paid, team done? So what does that look like for you, do you think? Yeah, well, there's three ways that you can do marketing, paid organic partnerships, it's as simple as that, okay? Then on top of that, you actually have the way that you do your marketing, okay? So once you've done paid organic and partnerships, you then say, what is it that we're promoting? So marketing consists of personal brand, so some of it has to be about you because you are the, the head of the business. Then you have your business brand and then you have your product brand. And this is something that I specialize in when I help my accountants is we productize your offering. And what that looks like, if we were to talk about Apple, for example, personal brand, you've got Steve Jobs, business brand, you've got Apple, and then product brand would be the iPod or an iPhone or something like that, okay? So for you guys, a personal brand would be you, Louisa, then your business would be Darnell's Chartered Accountants, and then a product, you would say, and this is where it really hits home, oh, we do compliance and tax and year-end, and you're stuck. And when marketing works, you talk about the transformation that you give your clients, which is very, very easy when you've productized your offering, and now your marketing becomes easier because it's you and your business showing up, promoting the transformation because you've productized. You stop talking about the tactics and you start talking about the transformation. So marketing as a percentage should actually be all about the transformation you give your clients, and then you as the personal brand and the business brand, which can be your, um, your LinkedIn business profile and your team, can then start talking about your product brand. Does that make sense? Yeah? That, yeah. Oh, I like that. Thanks. That's really interesting because Thanks. you're right. It's like, I think where a lot of people fall down is they, they have a good you know, the, the business is clear, yep. they can be quite clear, yep. and then the, the actual bit at the end of what you do, it's 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 generic, right? Like, yeah. like everyone here, ultimately, not to diss anyone, by the way, but yeah. everyone here ultimately offers a very similar base service, right? Yeah. Like, you're all helping your accountants, yeah. your, your, your clients, sorry, with solving the same challenges. Yeah. But actually bringing that to life and yes. showing how you've reduced the business's costs mm -hmm. or supported them through COVID to survive or grow or, or, or whatever yep. is much more interesting than saying we do compliance. Yeah, 100%. And the, the accountants that I work with, the first thing that we do is we productize their service because I don't want them talking about the latest budget. 
because it's boring. I'm sorry. As a business owner, I can Google that stuff. You post it on LinkedIn, you're not going to get a like and a, oh, aren't you amazing, Louise? <laughs> you know, it's not going to happen, love. But if you start telling me the mistakes I'm making because I'm actually not paying my, like, I don't know whether it's allowed, but paying your kids, for example, to get tax benefits if they're 18 and you can pay them dividends, bring them into the business. Like my accountant told me this and I had no idea. And I've lost thousands upon thousands of pounds over the past few years because I've been paying 40%, 50% tax. And it's like, why is my accountant not helping me with that? And it's because you are all stuck in telling us the boring stuff, not the life-changing stuff. And if you can start packaging up and talking about the life-changing stuff, we start to sit up and see you as something that is absolutely vital to our business and to our lives. You become my best friend because you're telling me how to make millions. And going back to your Apple analogy earlier, yeah. like that's what Apple do, right? Like, yeah, that's exactly what Apple way, do. By the way, I'm a huge Apple fan yeah. and I, I have been for, for years. But truly, does my, does my Apple phone make a phone call better than any other phone on the market and I'd argue no. probably worse yeah I like, would too <laughs> I've, I've lost count of how many times yeah. it drops signal or it just doesn't yeah. work and I'm throwing it against the wall um, probably why it doesn't work to be fair yeah. but but ultimately they sell the dream they sell the, the like I always remember that iconic Apple advert or the iPod advert with the that was the the silhouetted shape with the yeah. white airpods right? yeah, yeah like the corded airpods to the yeah. air. like that sold to me a lifestyle a brand it sold to me like something i wanted to be and achieve yeah and for me i remember the four different colored uh dancing people do yeah. you remember that one yeah, yeah so that spoke to me so their marketing around that really spoke to me and i didn't actually care what i was buying now i buy anything from apple if it's apple i buy it 100 and i don't even know what i'm buying and i don't even use more than one percent of it do you know what i mean but i'm so bought into apple and the same with virgin so if we go to Virgin and we look at, we've got Richard Branson, we've got Virgin the brand, and then we've got Virgin Trains, we've got Virgin Money, we've got Virgin, you know, Holiday, all these things. Some, some have worked for him and some haven't, but we still love Richard and we still love Virgin. And if he has a product that doesn't work that well, we forgive him because we have the other two brands that take up a lot of our love. All right, so if you are rubbish with tax, for example, but you're really good with advisory, we're gonna forgive you for not doing our tax great because you've advised us in another way and we like you and we like your business. It's really cool. We, we just don't talk about, like, with Richard Branson, I think the one thing we can always be positive on is at least his space rocket didn't explode. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I always think that's funny that people are queuing up to buy tickets for. I mean, that's great branding, right? Yeah. Like that's selling an, an amazing dream. Yeah. It's like, do you want to go on this flight? Yeah, I want to go on this flight. Well, even though it blew, blew up on its test flight, yeah, yeah. I still want to pay a five hundred thousand pound for it. Because we believe in him. We believe in him. So when you guys are struggling to sell something, and you're being questioned on price. It's because they don't believe in you. It's because they don't trust you enough that you're going to help them overcome a pain that is big enough and worth investing. And they'll go to you, Jason, instead of going to Louisa because you're 10 quid cheaper a month than Louisa and because they're buying on what it is that you're selling, the tactics, rather than actually building that brand. So I suppose you asked me what is marketing. Forget about marketing. Positioning in one's mind is the key thing that you have to do, and you do that through those three brands. And then you can take that brand to market. So marketing is like the marketing of your positioning. Marketing is taking something to market and sharing it with people, I think is the best way to cover that. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And 
And then you can do loads of cool stuff around that, right? Like yeah. you can do your LinkedIn posts or your podcasts yeah. or, or all the other stuff that, that brings that to life. Yeah. But ultimately, you've got that defined. I asked a question earlier when we were doing a panel on uh, HR and recruitment. Yeah. And the question I asked is, truly, if you put your hand on your heart, who could put their hand up and say that their purpose of their business, could they could say their purpose of their business in one sentence yeah. and understand it and buy yeah. into it? And actually, I think the same thing applies for marketing, right? Yeah. If you can't define what, your com- what you do and your difference is yep. to someone in a conversation, yep. then how the hell are you going to promote that on LinkedIn or social or paid or leaflets or, or whatever? In fact, if you walk around here, yep. walk around Accountex, it's fascinating some of the slogans people are using. I mean, I'm not going to point out any specific, but there was one that made me go, oh, too soon. <laughs> Dear, I want to know what that I'll is. I'll tell you that one afterwards. Okay, fine. Um, and then anyone else who wants to find out, go and speak to Phil separately. Yeah, yeah and absolutely. Tell you. Definitely. Yeah, 100%. And for me, it's like, I'm a marketer. So you have the option. There are people here that are exhibiting that will help you with marketing. Some are specialists in marketing. Some do marketing and pricing and practice growth in general. I am a specialist in marketing. But the thing that differentiates me is that I help with the positioning. It's the creating and the productizing of your offer, and that's what differentiates me. What differentiates you from the person that you're sat next to, really? And please don't tell me, oh, we're data-driven, because that's what you all tell me, <laughs> all right? Or alternatively, the other one is, we're not your average accountant. Oh, my gosh. We're not your typical. We're typical, not your yeah. average. We're cloud accountants. Yeah, I cannot tell you how many websites, as a yeah. salesperson, I visit that say, yeah. We're not your average account. And I'm like, I don't know what the average accountant is because everyone isn't the average. Oh, absolutely. Hey, but do you know what? And I'm really sorry. I feel like we're gossiping about you now. Um, But the lack of hoodies this year. People have gone away from hoodies. So I've come to Accountex since 2017. And there was this thing for years and years and years that the average accountant is the tie-wearing suit, dressed smartly. So everyone went, we're not average, so we're going to wear a hoodie. This year, I've actually noticed that people have gone back smarter than they have for the past five, six years. And what's really interesting is it's cyclical. So if you're going to kind of cotton on to we're not your average accountant, you're going to be out of date in two or three years' time. Like, you're wearing a hoodie. Five years ago, you would have been, oh, my God, you're so cool. But you're not cool anymore. I don't mean that horribly. You're not cool anymore. You're just the average accountant again. Because the, that kind of thing becomes like the norm for people. So you have to differentiate yourself in the marketplace in a way that puts you in a position of one. And wearing a hoodie and saying you're not average and you're a cloud accountant and you use zero is no longer a differentiator. I feel very Italian. I'm sitting here doing this uh, a lot. <laughs> it's good, though, because I think you're right. I think like it, it, it's interesting... I, I've also probably that was probably my first accountant actually, um, and I've been through that that whole journey as well. And you're yeah. right, like it is cyclical. And personally, one of the things I've liked is the relaxing of the profession. Yeah, bit. 100%. the first accountant accountants I came to, I felt a bit weird. Like I've got tattoos and like, bald head and a beard, and mm-hmm. I was like talking to people and they were looking at me going, "Who the hell are you?" Yeah, yeah and yeah. but now like. You're just normal. I'm just a bit more normal. And I'm quite happy being normal, actually, to be fair. But as a business owner, you don't want to be normal. You want to be different. Okay? And changing the way that you look is not enough to be different. It's not enough to install trust. People aren't going to pay you more because you look normal. They're not going to pay you less because you look normal. You have to have that differentiator factor. 
So I've got a question that is slightly, I mean, it's on topic, but it's slightly off topic. And yeah. it's something that I've wondered about for branding, for accountants and businesses in general, right? Pricing, pricing, yep. visible pricing. Yep. What's your thoughts on people putting pricing visibly on a website against the whole thing of reach out to us and we'll tell you what you're worth? Yeah. So you're asking me this question, which I'm very honored that you asked me this question, but you and I can't decide what the audience is going to decide. So I've got a friend called Pascal. She's my best friend. She's a relationship coach, okay? Completely not an accountant, relationship coach. When she didn't put her prices on her website, she got tire kickers and didn't make any sales. When she put her prices on her website, she got less inquiries, but made more sales, better quality leads. Now, I can't tell you that that's the right answer. What I can tell you is test it for yourself. And if you put pricing on that is super, super cheap, expect to get cheap clients, okay? If you put pricing on that is really high priced, if you charge 20, 30, 40,000 pound a year and you've put that pricing on and you haven't backed it up with good marketing, you're not gonna make any sales, all right? If you don't put pricing on, you might lose people because they haven't reached out because they don't know what your price is. So you need to test the market. You need to get your positioning right. You need to do marketing. You need to find out what the pain is that you help. And if you price that relative to your marketing, then put your pricing. But I wouldn't put your pricing online if you're not doing marketing, if you're not showing up, if you're not sharing content, because that's just gonna, you're either gonna have to price cheap or nobody's gonna buy from you because they won't understand why you're that price. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. It always, I always find it interesting when like you go for that whole. Also, my personal thing is if you if you're not going to put your pricing on, that's fine by the way. Yeah. But don't make me go through eighteen screens to then tell me that I've got to you've got to phone me yeah. because that just drives me mad. Yeah. I just I always put a fake number in at that point. So I'm like, I'm done. Don't <laughs> want to know anymore. Enough. I've had so, enough. So what I do um, because I hate having sales conversations and giving the price. Like this is a personal thing of me, right? I hate that. This is the price kind of thing because I don't know what situation you're in. And I, 13 years ago, was on housing benefit. I invested seven thousand pounds in going on a business course, and that was a mindset decision, not a financial decision. It was my mind that made that decision, and I feel very responsible for people whether they have money or they don't have money. So I've overcome that fear and what I do is I say book a 15 minute call. When someone books a 15 minute call, I then send the price through. They don't have to wait to speak to me. And that then means that when we have the sales conversation, they know how it works, what the process is, what it is that they're buying. And then do you know what? My sales conversation goes, hey, how you doing? I'm all right, got any questions for me? Yeah, I've got this question. Great, when do you want to get started? because I've given all the information before my sales call. Okay, now I know that that can be difficult when you're running an accounting firm because you have to put bespoke proposals together, but you can always say our prices start from X, Y, Z, depending on what you need from us. And you can send that through before a sales call. You don't have to put it on your website, but you can send it through before a sales call. You don't have to, and then you don't have to have those ridiculous conversations with people that don't have any money and they say, I don't know the name of the businesses, but they do accounts for 43 pound a month or something. How ridiculous. Like, talk about ruin the profession. <laughs> Drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah, it, it, the race to the bottom. Yeah. I th there are some industries where the race to the bottom is fine. Yeah. Like, I, I, I fear the race to the bottom in an industry like this yeah. because so much can go wrong 
Oh, actually, going back to your point earlier, so much not can go wrong, but so much can be missed, yeah. right? Like, you're saving thousands because of advice from your accountant. Yep. But actually, someone else for £43 a month might not actually have the time to do that because they're dealing with a thousand clients. Absolutely. But they've got to just churn out the work. Yeah, 100%. And I would rather... So here's the thing is, what's the cost of inaction? We always talk about what's the ROI. So if I was to work with you, you really don't want to sit at the front like this again, Louisa. Sorry. If I was to work with you, Louisa, and... Um, I said to you, uh, how much is it? And you said, oh, to work with me is £10,000 for the year. I could go, oh, that's really expensive. I'm not paying that. I can pay Bob £50 a month. But if you said to me, we work together and over the next five years, I'm going to save you £50,000 in taxes, having looked at what we've gone through. And I've got some insights into your industry that I want to share with you that will help you grow. All of a sudden, 10 grand investment to get 50 grand back. Yeah, I'd do that every single day of the week. Absolutely. I'll throw money at you. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you're going to save me money or you're going to make me money, take my money. And it's the cost of inaction. So the cost of me not going with you would be £40,000. Okay? The cost of me going with you, actually, I make £40,000. So we all need to change our mindsets. And it's like, if you do not invest in getting support to make or save money, or if you do not invest in getting support to work on your mindset or your health or something, what's the cost of inaction? What's the cost of not picking up those weights and doing them every single day? And that's the, that's the battle that we all have to fight because I don't pick up the weights every single day. I think that's great. And I think that goes back to the title, right? So that's not about marketing. That's no. about talking. Yeah, absolutely. And share everything. So listen to your clients and then talk to them about the pains that they have and talk to them about how you help them with those pains. Don't talk about the budget because we don't give monkeys. As a business owner, we don't. We, we have different pains that keep us awake at night. We've got to pay the private school bills. We've got, to, you know, we, we've got water bills to pay. Some, some people are really struggling. Some people have invested and taken so many loans through COVID, and now their business looks successful, but now it's going under. They haven't got any money left. Like, where are you all talking about that? Very few of you are talking about that. But you are telling me, oh, this is how you do your tax. I don't give a monkey's about how I do my tax. That's for you to worry about. I need better advice. I need more from you. And so do all business owners. And I think that's a great, uh, great position to stop. So a little bit of housekeeping before uh, we move to questions. Um, I've said this after every session today. Uh, please leave your headphones on the desk after you depart because uh, we have had to chase people previously for headphones um, and they're very expensive. Um, we're generous as a business. We, we're just not quite that generous. Um, we've got another session coming up at 2.30. Uh, why getting personal will help you keep your people. It's a session about HR and recruitment with David Dan and it's going to be really interesting. David's got some really great views on this and also if you would like um, my colleague uh, Viv is over there um, and she has tokens for drinks so if you fancy picking up a drink for sitting here listening to us you're more than welcome to go and grab a token off some of the WK staff and, and they will um, do that for you and obviously we've got more talks through the rest of the day and across tomorrow so any questions for Amanda everyone's being very oh oh oh, yep. oh we've got a question Ooh, there we go for it I love a question <laughs> bit weird with the headphones on. It's, it's taking a while to, to get used to it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we're normally told not to talk about price yep. straight up front because yep. it scares some people off. Yep. And also it doesn't give you the opportunity to get people on mm -hmm. and to find out about them and what they want. So a lot of us don't put price on the website, but you're saying the opposite. You're saying it, it should be there. Two things. No. One, test it and see. 
but only put price on your website if you are showing up and you are sharing value before someone books a call with you. So if someone is typing in accountant in Rust Hall, for example, and they, you've come up and you're one of 10 people that they're phoning like this going, what's your price, what's your price, what's your price? One, they're probably not going to be a great client anyway because they're buying on price. But two, they're the wrong kind of clients that we're wanting to go for if they're price seeking. What we want to do is show up on social media, show up at speaking events, show up at partnership events that you go to, share your expertise and someone's going to get to know, like and trust you. And actually price doesn't then become a problem. So um, quick show of hands, who here is this is the first time you've heard me talk? Okay, great. So what will have happened today is you would have gone, oh, Amanda C. Watts, I'm just going to go and have a look at her on LinkedIn. Then you might go and have a look at my website. Then you might go and have a look at my YouTube. And if you like what I say, you might start following me. But it will take you anywhere between three months and two years to decide whether or not to work with me. If you decide that I'm the girl for you, you won't really care about price unless you do have a financial situation and that's nothing that you or I can help. Okay, when you're ready, you'll be ready to buy. And that's what kind of, that, that's what content marketing and showing up enables you to do. So if you're doing the content marketing, put your prices up on your website, okay, test it. If you're not doing the content marketing, don't put your prices up because people will buy on price, they won't buy on value. Because they won't know you and they won't like you and they won't trust you yet, 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 yet. And that's it for this episode of the Practice Evolution podcast, uh, recorded live from Accountex 2023. You can find out more about Walter Kluwer Tax and Accounting UK by visiting walterskluwer.co.uk or connecting with us on LinkedIn or following us on Twitter. Thanks as always to our guests for this episode. And in fact, thanks to everyone we spoke to at Accountex and who popped by the stand. Remember, as always, you can subscribe, rate and review this podcast on whatever platform you're listening in on. See you next time for more sessions that we recorded live from Accountex 2023.